Well, good morning. Um, this is Wednesday, March 24th, or at least that's what I'm uh, recording this for. I want you to turn to the end of Matthew chapter 23. We're in the last week of Jesus' life. We're still in Tuesday. A lot of things have been happening as, as we have seen. I'm going to take a few minutes to talk about just a few verses today. Uh, Matthew chapter 23, verse 37, just an important um, part of this. Lament over Jerusalem, and that word lament is just a deep hurting, a deep longing, a deep, um, just a almost a uh, in-your-gut um, type of a thing where Jesus is just says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city of peace, the city that kills the prophets. Jerusalem means the city of peace, and it's the city that kills the prophets and stone those that are sent to it. Notice, the prophets didn't come on their own. The prophets were sent. How often would I have gathered your children together as hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. In Write this scripture down in Deuteronomy chapter 32. Verses 10 and 11, read that later. Moses, toward the end of his ministry um, and his time, he, he, he uses this same kind of analogy uh, like an eagle bringing uh, its wings together and bringing the, the chicks underneath that. And, and Jesus desired to bring them under his wings. Uh, turn to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. And uh, verse 11, in John chapter 1, verse 11, it says, Jesus, he came to his own and his own people, the Jews, did not receive him. Verse 12, but to all who did receive him and who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Now, there's two parts there. All that received him, okay, I believe you're Jesus, but, but they had to believe in his name. He gave the right to become children of God. They didn't just believe that there was a Christ. They didn't just believe that there was a Jesus. They had to believe in his name, and his name meant the the Redeemer, the Messiah, the, the Christ, the Anointed One, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, but nor of the will of man, but of God. He had chosen, he had selected, he had ministered to, he had come into his own and his own, did not receive him. Turn over to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Jesus is talking to um, uh, uh, the group of the religious leaders in verse 39. He says, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they, the scriptures, that bear witness about me. Verse 40, yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. He's constantly reaching out in a desire to, to bring people in. As tough as he was on the Pharisees, there were opportunities for him to minister to them and opportunities um, to touch their lives. So we see, uh, we talk about the Pharisees here, we talk about them as, as being difficult, but Jesus had an opportunity to minister to them. You remember in John 3, he ministered to Nicodemus by night and Joseph of Arimathea came and and claim the body of Christ. And and uh, even Gamaliel in Acts chapter 4 and 5 was warning um, the Sanhedrin not to mess with these guys because if they're from God, we were finding ourselves to fight against God. But Jesus comes to them and he desires to minister to them. Remember the, the, um, the Messiah comes through 
of the Israelite nation. It comes through the Jewish nation. The promise is that the Messiah will come through the branch of David, the root of David, and, and he would sit upon the throne of David. So it's a, a Jewish Messiah. Let's not make him white, blonde, and blue-eyed. Um, that's not who he is. He was, he was a Jew. But he came into his own and his own did not receive him. So what happened in that situation? Look at Romans chapter 11. Because of the fact that they refused to see him as he was, uh, Paul says in Romans chapter 11, verses 25 through, 25, uh, 25 through 27, lest you be wise in your own sight, I do not want you to be unaware of this mystery, brothers. A partial not complete, not total, not a forsaking, but a partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come. And in this way, all uh, Israel will be saved. That is written, the deliverer will come from Zion and he will banish ungodliness from Jacob. And this will be my covenant with them when I take away their sins. There's this hardening of the heart of the Jewish people, not all of them, but there's a, as a Jewish people as a whole. And so in that in that hardening, God opened up the door to the Gentiles. And we note in, in, uh, in Acts chapter uh, 10, um, um, when uh, Peter goes to the house of Cornelius and this, this great uh, uh, Holy Spirit uh, outpouring comes on uh, Cornelius and everything, everyone he has invited. So what is Jesus? He was, Jesus' plan is to build this big kingdom and he's, in, and he's going to build that kingdom. But the hardening of the hearts of the, of, the, of the Jews has allowed the Gentiles this opportunity to come in. And in, in uh, Matthew chapter 16, we have uh, Peter's confession. And it's a beautiful, beautiful confession of who Christ is. And in verse uh, uh, 16, it says, Simon Peter uh, replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, your confession, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So because of this partial hardening of the hearts of the Jews, the Gentile nation is, is or the Gentiles are brought in and there's this grafting that takes place and the two become one and we're brought together as the body of Christ, the body under Christ as the, the head of that body. Now, Jesus ministers to them or tries to minister to them and Jesus comes to them and we're back in Matthew 23 and he laments over them. He's brokenhearted. And look at now verse 38. See your house. Now remember in Matthew 21, 9, he says, you have made my house a den of robbers. It should have been a house of prayer, but you made it my house, a den of robbers. Now he says in verse 38, because of all you've done, your house is left to you desolate. Now, this is for then, but it's also for what would happen about 40 years later when the Romans would come in in AD 70 and destroy the city and leave no uh, stone unturned, right? The intensity of the fire that would happen in the temple and the and uh, also uh, potentially the priest trying to hide the gold of the temple, it would have slipped down into the cracks of the stone of the temple, it said. And, uh, and so they would have, the Romans would have seen the gold in the, in the grout, if you will, of the stone. 
stone in the dividing of the stone. And so they broke the stones apart, it is said, uh, to get the rest of the uh, gold. And that's why the stones were uh, not left unturned. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, remember, when he came in and the triumphal entry, they laid down their coats and they yelled, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna. But this is not going backwards now. This is going forwards to a time when Jesus says, you will not see me again like this. You will not see me again until you 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 say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And he's looking forward into this time of his return. Uh, chapter 24, verse 1, Jesus left the temple, was going away when his disciples came to point out to him the buildings of the temple. They're still enamored with the beauty of this. He's, he's, um, he's uh, just done all this work. He's just done all of this teaching and they're still enamored with the beauty of the of the temple. Aren't we the same way sometimes? We read the scripture uh, and we read about things that we need to walk away from and things that we need to walk into in Christ and yet we're still enamored with the things of the past, the things that hold us, the things that keep us bound. And what does Jesus say to them? But he answered them, you shall see. Uh, you see all these do not... Uh, do you not? Truly, I say to you, there will not be left here one stone upon another, and it will be thrown down. And that happened in A.D. 70, when the destruction of the temple took place. When the destruction by the Romans of the temple took place. How, how uh, destruction uh, um, destroyed um, this time for the Jews. Everything that they believed in, everything they, they stood for, everything they wanted. And at this particular time, the city was in ruins and people were running for their lives and people were killed. And it was a horrible, horrible, horrible time. But it's nothing like what will happen in, in the, the end of time and the tribulation that will happen to the Jews and what will happen to this world. But Jesus says, look, don't get so enamored with this temple. Because there's coming a time where there won't be st one stone left on another. And he's also looking forward here, not just to the physical temple being destroyed, but the, everything that they stood for will be done away with. Because no longer would it be about offering sacrificial lambs. It would be about the one sacrificial lamb. John chapter 1, verse 29, behold the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. And in just a few days, he would be that sacrificial lamb. Let me pray for us. In Numbers chapter 6, 24, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you until we talk again.